Hello everyone, we are back from a quick break to switch games and players and universes. Uh, just a reminder that the social media handles for everyone participating in today's marathon are down in the reference section. And please hang out with us in the chat. We love answering questions and chatting with members of our community. And don't forget, you can use your channel points that you earn from watching the stream to give us uh, advantage on checks or saves, give us extra actions in combat, or also ask Allie to roll on the wild magic table, table so that there's chaos in the game. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, we're so happy you're here with us. And now I'm going to turn things over to Allie because I'm not in charge. Hi, I'm in charge. My name's Allie Jennings. I'm the DM for this game. Uh, and it's going to be a mix of sci-fi and D&D &D set in the very, very distant future. And it's called The Mystery of the Zavira City Snatcher. So, when I'm not DMing this game right now, which is what I'm doing right now, he said, in case you were wondering, um, I'm the DM for RP Geeks, and we stream our adventures every Wednesday, 7 p.m. UK time on Twitch. And the way that we run our games is the way that I'm going to run this one. So me, we mix science with DD &D. and the rule is you have to be able to explain any magic or any cool abilities that your character has in the DD &D world using real science so that DD &D rule set all those spells and everything use it great but use it in a way that could be explained with the science that you know we understand today uh, and at the end we'll take half an hour something like that depending on what happens in the story it might, it might be like five minutes or something um and we'll talk about the most interesting science that came up during the adventure and also if at any point you're like i know science about that i know real science let's talk about science you can have a, a chat of opportunity so if you call a chat of opportunity we'll just take a beat talk about the actual science and then we'll go back to the game anyway that's who i am who are you guys Shall I just go around in order? Johanna. Oh, you have frozen, I think. Oh, no, you're back. Oh. Yeah, 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 we got you. A little bit freezy. Okay, um, let's go to Cheryl for now, and then we'll come back to you, Johanna. Sure. Um, so I'm Cheryl. Uh, you see me here on Nature Check all the time, where I'm the DM for the Arctic campaign and also a player or DM in lots of one shots and things. When I'm not playing D and D, uh, and I'm still being a science communicator, I also run the YouTube channel The Roving Naturalist. Um, and when I'm not doing SciComm and I'm actually doing the thing that pays my <laughs> me, um, I'm a graduate student. I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and I study urban ecology and restoration ecology. And I like bugs. That's me. Nancy. Hi, everyone. My name is Nancy. I'm in the Arda campaign. I usually play Kay, but today I'm playing a 13-year-old boy. Uh, I live in Quito, Ecuador, where normally I'm doing bug tours. So if you want to like come to Ecuador and explore the jungle and look at bugs, uh, you should message me. Um, and yeah, that's my real job. Other than that, I do science communication and have a YouTube channel. Johanna. All right. I think I'm back. Um, I'm Johanna. I'm a master's student at The Ohio State University. I study parasitoid wasps, um, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're all happy to be here, Johanna, <laughs> for now. All right, awesome. Just before we start, you should all know that this one shot 
is set in the same world, even in the same city, as our RP Geeks campaign. So anything that you do is 100% canon, right? And will affect what happens to everyone else. And I, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that this is going to mess with them. But yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, great. So, Cheryl, are we all good? Should I, should I go? Should we start? Yeah, go. Let's do it. Okay, amazing. Amazing. Um, so, the year is 278C on the planet of Braxigantu in the Quellerth Beta star system. You are in the city of Gunka, the last major port and trade post on the outermost rim of the human empire. And here you'll find all kinds of humans, modifieds, purebloods, cyborgs, more. You might even see someone carrying the trace of an alien bloodline. And actually just before I go on, I'm gonna jump out the story for a second and say, the way our mechanics work, we don't have races like dwarves and elves and all that stuff. What we have is a vast range of modified humans. So you might have modified yourself to give yourself an elf-like stat block, but everyone is a human of some form or another, except the people who are actually aliens. But we won't talk about them. So, Gunka, the city where our story takes place. Gunka is guarded by the Brothers in Arms. They're a powerful group who police the streets and keep the peace. And it's the captain of the Brothers who has sent you here to the Zavira Quarter, deep in the slum rings. And these were her instructions. People have been going missing. Street people, undesirables. And we've been finding parts, body parts. Our investigation has brought us to a house in the Zavira Quarter the junkyard district but we can't show force there so i've called you to find out what's going on and bring whoever's responsible to justice be quick and mother god be discreet if the gangs find you you're dead but if you manage it i've three thousand gold for you and the favor of a captain of the brothers so, here you are, the Zavira Quarter. You're standing before a jumble of containers, filler and bits of scaffold, leaning towers of scrap that hang over the street. To your left, you see a rising stack of containers welded on top of each other, all higgledy-piggledy, you can hear loud music coming from inside. You see laser beams twirling behind the door and through gaps in the walls. You watch as people of all kinds come and go through the door. Many are drunk, maybe drugged. To your right, an abandoned scaffold. Somewhere nearby, you smell street meat frying. You watch as smoke drifts over the neon streetlights. In front of you, 
is the building you've been sent to investigate. You can see that it's been covered in metal sheeting, all bolted together. And there's a ragged hole at ground level that looks like it could be a door. Inside, you can just make out a hooded figure slouched in the entryway. And somewhere above, you can see faint light spilling out of a long window. But before you say what you want to do, let me ask you all to introduce your characters. I have a quick question. Are we introducing them to like each other or are we introducing them to like the audience? No, tell us, tell the other characters what they see. Okay. Johanna. Okay. So um, you all see Shay. She's um, pretty human uh, for this world. She is um, about 20 something, usually wears t-shirt and jeans, nothing fancy. And on her person, she has a lot of mix-matched weapons. Um, a lot of them look homemade. Nancy? Uh, so you see Connor Vaughn, and he is dressed way too nice for this area and is mumbling something about being sent to the rich area and not this junk, this dump. <laughs> and he's like fiddling. He has like a little like arm thing, and he's like fiddling with different settings on it. And he's like just trying to figure out how to use it. But he's a small, uh, he he's a small thirteen-year-old boy with kind of like blonde curly hair sticking out from under his hat and like ten popped collars, <laughs> and, and is muttering something under his breath about like this new gadget he has and maybe being sent to the wrong area. And Cheryl. Uh, so I guess that makes Nan the tallest. Uh, so they are a pretty tall, um, rather broad uh, android, warforged, whatever you want to call it. So person completely made out of metal. Um, although, like, even though they're made out of metal, like, somehow slightly pleasant expression on their face. Um, and yeah, they have uh, weapons and just seem to sort of be, like looking around, um, but definitely like keeping an eye on the other two that they're with. All right. So this motley band with the words of the captain still ringing in your ears, what would you like to do? Do you see that person inside? Do you think we should go talk to them? Yeah, probably. <laughs> They'll probably be helpful, I think, right? Well, the captain said to be discreet, so. I did not know if discreet would mean we don't talk to anyone, or just not advertise our presence to everyone. I'll go ask him who he is. Like that. <laughs> Connor just like walks walks up to him. He's like, "Hey, brah." You walk up to the ship. You step over a bit of broken glass. You know, you weave your way past some people who are clearly a bit the worst. For where. Connor definitely as, kicks one of the pieces of broken glass out of his way. Like, <laughs> as you're coming closer, just before you kick, you start hearing snoring from the figure, and then you kick this ball and goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hits the metal grating, dong, and you hear. <laughs> and the snoring continues. Connor just turns around. 
And is like, he's sleeping, guys. Is he okay? Um, well, I don't know. I'm gonna go kind of walk a little closer. Can I see? Yeah. Does he, is this like a good sleep? Make a perception check. <laughs> the good sleep. <laughs> the goodness of sleep. Uh, that's a 14. Okay. As you get closer, you see that this shape is sort of hidden underneath really shapeless clothes, like this sort of sacking that this figure's wearing. But the closer you get, the more you realize that the figure beneath that is powerfully built. They have thick arms, thick legs. You can smell the kind of rancidness of their breath as you get even closer. And there's heavy snoring here. And it turned to the other two. He's, he's really out. Maybe we should go around. Sure thing. All right. Can, can, can Connor, you like, is he like taking up the whole doorway or is he just kind of like on the side? Yeah, the, the figure is reclined. Well, it looks as though it might have been passed out against the side of the doorway with the legs all the way across it. Yeah, so Connor just like, I don't know, like jumps over his legs. Okay. <laughs> As you jump over, you hear. Stop! 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 Whilst oh, at the uh... same time, you still hear. Stop! 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 Both coming from inside the hood. I'm sorry, sir. I'm. Nan will cast Mage Hand, which I imagine, because we have to have explanations for this, is like uh, like a panel opens up on their forearm and like a hand on a spring, like real cartoony, like comes out and just reaches out and pulls the hood off of the head of the sleeping figure. <laughs> Are you attempting to do this stealthily or? They're not really. They're not it. really a subtle type of person. <laughs> <laughs> that seems eminently doable. <laughs> Excellent. So, Nan, so you've you've come closer as well. All three mm -hmm. of you are close to this doorway yeah. now. Okay, Nan, you uh, reach out your arm. Boom, this little spring-loaded hand comes out and grabs it, pulls off the thing, and reveals two heads, both attached to the same torso. You can make out misshapen features, heavy-lidded eyes, massive square jaw but it's clearly female. And both heads have matted, greasy hair running all the way down. It was once maybe a vibrant fire-colored red. One of those heads is resting against the other head asleep. The other head is looking straight at you, Connor. Um, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I, I, I might have just been... I think I'm just, like, lost. You, you can't go in. You can't go in. Uh, okay. And, like, Connor turns around and, like, goes, like, like leaves the door. And is thinking about how to sneak around the back. Yeah, um, I'm I'm so sorry, ma'am. Like I didn't want to cause you any trouble, and you know, you, it looks like you need to take care of your um sister over there, or is it whatever? I think you might need to take care of her. She looks like she drank a little bit too much motor oil this morning. You know what I mean? So, 
know, maybe you just want to like take her to the bathroom or something, like freshen her up, like you know, get her together. She always party hard. Lucy fine. Bob's up note fine. It's good to know. Um, sorry to disturb you. Uh... Okay. And with that, the figure pulls the hood back over the head. They disappear into shadow again. And the raucous snoring is all that you can hear. Hey team, I feel like we can like sneak by, you know? Why can't we go in? She said no. I mean, if you want to go, I mean, whatever. You're just like a robot, so they don't care probably. But like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I can't have this getting back to my father. You know what I mean? You're afraid of the opinions of people in the slums? Well, yeah, I like, because if anyone knew I was here, could you imagine that? I live here, um, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, maybe we should go in the back. Can I'll start walking to try to sneakily get around the building to see if there's somewhere else we can enter. Which direction would you like to go? So on your left is this sort of, you can hear the music, there's these uh, laser lights, there's lots of people going in and out, and on the right is what looks like a pretty kind of abandoned rickety old scaffold. Um, I think I would go to the left. Towards the, the party? Oh, sorry, no, the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to where the people are not. Mm -hmm. Shame. You pick your way between a couple more passed out people who seem really passed out this time. Um, bits of rubbish all over the floor, some iron girders in your way. Dong, dong. Above you, <sighs> cars pass. You reach the side of the building and look up. Roll a perception check. Uh, it's an 18. 18, God. Looking up, you see that this is not scaffolding. It's not been put up by someone. It's a conglomeration of junk, bits of old beams, of girders. Some even looks to be a part of a crashed um, drone, like lodged in there, that have all just basically built up and built up on top of each other to form this sort of framework. Uh, it, what you can certainly see is that there doesn't appear to be anything joining all the stuff together. It's just a pile of stuff, but it does go up quite high. Oh boy, how heavy are you? I'm asking both Connor and Non. Me? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I know I don't look, I don't know, I, I don't look that big, but like, you know, I'm pretty strong. Definitely more than a hundred pounds. Definitely. And he like, <laughs> puffs out his shirt a little bit. <laughs> he is actually very skinny and very small. <laughs> I weigh uh, approximately 500 pounds. I am made um, of metal. This might not be a good option for us. If you are afraid of falling, I can catch you. 
Does it? So, like, there's all this, like, scaffolding that's kind of, like, or, like, these bits of stuff, but is there, like, an, is there, like, a clear entrance-like thing that we think we could get into if we got up there? You mean in the building that you're trying to gain access to? Yeah. Make a perception check. Okay. Yes. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A 16. That's good, because my perception is zero. (laughs) Plus zero, so... <laughs> okay, with a sixteen. So you're looking for an entry point. Mm-hmm. You don't see one. So you see what you look up and you you don't see anything on the side of the the building you want to get into, which would look uh, like an access point. But something strikes you about that building uh something you can't quite place and especially you connor I, I, i'm gonna say roll a history check with disadvantage <laughs> uh, okay uh, <laughs> what does what, what disadvantage mean sorry two dice take the lower one two dice take the lower one yeah okay. two d20s take the lower uh i got a 14 on both of them plus five is a 19 crikey well, <laughs> all I do is read the internet, bruh. <laughs> That's totally true. You live a, a somewhat sheltered existence, Connor, but you are very knowledgeable when it comes to the internet. As you say, you've seen many images, many images, many of which you should not have seen, but some of which are relatively harmless and some of which are quite instructional. And this suddenly reminds you of something. It reminds you of a huge tanker. It looks like this is the cab, so the front sort of driving section of a massive truck, the sort of truck that they have way out in the agricultural zones beyond the city limits. And if you're right about that, maybe there's a window, there's certainly a door somewhere that you can get in. And it would be at the same height as you can see the light coming through the window. So, like, I kind of (laughs) read the internet a lot, um, and I've read, not that I've ever been there, because, like, you know, my family, we don't, like, I never, why would I have ever gone out there? But whatever. Anyway, so there are, like, these big trucks used in the agricultural areas, and uh, I think there's one up there, which means that we could probably just get in through, like, the door. So if we get up this scaffolding, we could get in. Yeah, I that, I mean that, or we can just see if we can like pay off the the guard in front. I mean, I bet if I like gave him sir, them some gold, they'd probably like let us in. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you 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 do you live here? I mean, like like what what like if I gave them like I don't know like ten gold or something? Do you think they they would let us fast? Oh, boy. That's like a lot for you people, right? For my people, um... You know what? Yeah. Yeah, no, we should definitely try to bribe them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. I mean, the other option is, like, getting up there, but, like, how are we gonna get Miss Metalhead over here up there? Boy, are you, are you a good climber, man? Yes, I am quite proficient with athletic-type abilities. 
I'd like to like go closer to the structure. Does it look like there's any way to like maybe reinforce it for us to get a little higher? Do you have any? Well, actually, you might. So your character's background would be the sort of person who might be able to do something like that. Is that right? Yeah, Shay is um, an inventor. Actually, I forgot to talk about her steel defense. She has a little robot dog that it's about, it's not little, it's about human sized. Um, <laughs> got a it's huge robot Connor. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let's say, make an intelligence check for, no, mm, yeah, let's, let's, let's call it, a, an intelligence check to see if you can work out a way to use your tools and expertise to somehow stabilize this structure. And just okay. as a heads up, uh, one of our viewers has redeemed an advantage on a check or a save if you would like to use that. Sure. <laughs> no. Do I roll? Can I roll? I will with, look like, poorly on this. <laughs> with my um, Smith tools proficiency or my tinkering tools? Smith tools would be the exact proficiency that I wanted to say there and just said intelligence instead because I forgot about Smith proficiency. Roll okay. a Smith proficiency check. And yeah. So that's uh, 17 plus 6, 23. <laughs> you go down on one knee. You examine the dirt. All structures begin with a foundation. You look up, and using your fine architect's mind, you see where the pressure points are. You see where the tensile strength of the building lies. And you identify three or four points that if you could make them firm, you think you might be able to climb the structure. I get to work on one, and then I send my dog over to the next one. <laughs> And together we'll try to reinforce those. Okay, two of those are at ground level, but another two of them are up. They're about halfway up the structure. So you would have to, we'll say that after about, give it about 10 minutes, you've made firm the bottom two. So you're, you're fairly comfortable that that part will hold, but to get to the higher two, someone's going to climb it. So about how high is this? So it's about two stories up. Can somebody give me a boost? A boost for two stories? <laughs> Just to get up to the next level, maybe make it a little easier. <laughs> I start to climb, I guess. I can lift you up as high as I can reach. So are you climbing or are you being lifted? Um. I guess being lifted wouldn't put me all the way up there. So I'm going to ask Nan to lift me as high as they can <laughs> until I have to climb. All right. Um, Nan, we'll say since you're a 500 pound robot, you can you can do this without <laughs> having yeah. to roll okay. a strength check. <laughs> so you lift up on Nan's shoulders and you can see that puts you maybe one story away you're kind of reaching for it but you're still a good eight or ten feet away from where you need to be i guess i'll i'll try to climb the rest of the way is this a thing that shay feels confident in 
Or is this like, like, do you, do you look like the sort of person who's especially athletic? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, then I will inspire you. Okay. Hold on. I need to roll. Shay, can I ask how much do you weigh? Uh, about 140, 150. Oh gosh, this is perfect. Okay, so Nan will inspire you um, by saying, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose, Dr. Seuss. And now- <laughs> I was like, that's from the places you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and now you get a D6 to add to a roll. Um, yeah. Um, so it can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing whether or not you've passed or whatever. So, Shay, with those words ringing in your ears and the sense that maybe, maybe you can do this, you take one step onto the platform. It wobbles. You're standing on a piece of steel grating in front of you some more packing cases that look like maybe they were wood. Beyond that is an expanse of glass, it looks like, or some sort of clear surface that's on a slant. And at the end of that is where you need to be. So you have this wire grating, then you have wooden boxes, packing cases, and then this sloping up slanted piece of glass. You step out, the wire mesh wobbles. You see beneath you the people going about their business, suddenly looking quite far away. You step forwards. Your feet slide a little. You start to feel like you're losing your balance. What are you going to do? Oh boy, I'm going to uh, take my halberd and try to like steady myself. Of course, you brought a halberd with you. <laughs> Didn't leave how it on you... the ground. <laughs> steady yourself, how? Um, is there? You said it's like a wire grating. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. try to maybe put it a little bit in the mesh and try to like keep myself balanced. Okay. Um, roll uh, roll a dexterity, just straight dexterity. And while Shay is being dexterous uh eric has redeemed a wild magic surge oh so. oh no <laughs> oh god oh god. connor connor shouts out he's like don't worry nan will catch you don't even worry about it it is yeah. true. i will don't trip at, at which point um, oh, no. let me just i've got to find the wild magic table this is the one thing um <laughs> Oh boy, I did roll a 14 plus 6 from the Bardic Inspiration, so Sweet. I have a 20. <laughs> Non-natural. And let's say as well, I, I think I was wrong to say it should just be dexterity. It should clearly be acrobatics. So add, if you've got proficiency in acrobatics, add that as well. Right, you jam your pike. So let's take this one by one, right? You jam your pike in, you put out one leg, and you reach forward and grab a hold of the packing case. You're now one third of the way there. You take a moment to breathe, to set yourself. Um, Connor, what did you just do? I, I shouted in so that Nan would catch her. Okay, excellent, very helpful. Uh, and <laughs> very encouraging. 
We'll pay for your hospital bill. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> I should have left my, my stuff on the ground. My, my halberd, this is... Do you get health insurance with work? I've heard oh, that's geez. a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm currently between jobs, but... Um... As you're having this conversation... Oh, God. <laughs> you hear... And three tiny little drones appear right next to you, Shay. And they're looking at you and they have eyes on little stalks that stick out of the top of the drones. They have little tiny sort of hanging down sensors and they're just sort of circling around you. And one of them goes, oh dear God, oh dear God, how did we get here? Look at this human, oh my God, oh my God, this is terrifying. This is absolutely terrifying. The other <laughs> one goes, oh, we must get out of here, we must get out of here immediately. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, that's happening to you as we speak. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, can, can Connor like panic and try and shoot one? <laughs> Connor can absolutely oh do that. My monster so manual he, for this completely unexpected poor event. Modrons. Why? <laughs> Shay has um, completely so you, frozen. So you see Connor like, still... like, like pull, put out his arm and is like adjusting a dial. Oh no! On, like whatever, like little spell thing he has, and <laughs> is like obviously trying to figure out what one he he wants to use. <laughs> like, um. Okay, as you, so the one of the third little creature who isn't, the, two of them are little ha having, a, two of the drones are having a conversation with each other. Oh God, oh God, oh no, not again. And then, um, but the third one looks down at you, Connor, and goes, no, human, no, no, I need you no harm, human, please. Um, and it will float down towards you and it extends two of its bottom hanging tendrils towards you. Ooh, ooh, we shake, we shake hands, a human gesture of friendship, of friendship. And up and near you, uh, Shay, as this is happening, um, the two up says, yes, friends, we are friends. They hold out their little tendrils towards you, Shay. Oh, um, <laughs> I put out my hand, I guess, if I feel <laughs> one hand and I try to shake its tendrils. Uh, Connor feels... looks, oh, sorry. <laughs> No, go ahead, Connor. You go and then. Connor. Connor looks at Nan and is like, "Are they related to you? Do you know them?" We don't know each other. No. As this is happening, if... um, you are Shay. You are shaking, attempting to shake the hand of both of these little uh, uh, robot drones, um, and hold on to the structure at the same time. So roll another uh, dexterity check, or acrobatics check. The dexterity? Sorry, I'm freezing still. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're, as you're I roll. Yeah, exactly. Roll the 10. Ooh. Uh, you reach out to shake one of their hands. You reach out to shake the other one. You realize you're not holding on to the structure anymore. You slowly start tipping backwards. And then they go, no, human, unsafe. We take you back. We take you back. And they pull you back so that you're now just about balanced again. Nan? I'm just watching all of this, yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, Connor, you're now shaking their hands. You're not going to fire at them, or, or you are? Uh, Connor, like, takes his sleeve and, like, covers his hand. He's, like, afraid to touch them, and is like... 
Um, the one who's who's next to you uh, sort of tilts itself a little bit on its axis with its rotors, mm, as if to look at you quizzically, and then go, mm, the humans are safe now. The humans are safe. We must leave. Goodbye. And they disappear. He disappears. And then the two uh, other little ones, and they're gone. And suddenly, you're alone again. I'm feeling extremely inadequate that they thought you needed more help than I could provide. I'm just going to take a moment out and say, uh, I don't want to break this. I'm really sorry to. <laughs> but before I forget, the person who, who bought that, I will go back and say what that was, but later. Yeah. <laughs> yes, man. Well, I mean, like you're down here and they can fly. So, I mean, it's not really... That is true. There are different functionalities. As you're having this discussion about <laughs> whether or not Nan really is actually related to these things, um, Shay, you continue with your quest to reach these safe points. Um, you reach out and you feel your way along the packing cases. So these are wooden crates that are all stacked up and they're forming kind of a wall between you and where you need to go blocked off wait shoot them <laughs> sorry say that again uh we missed that uh what did come <laughs> i told you to shoot them shoot them out of the way use your blaster with the crossbow <laughs> yeah with whatever bro um i but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, how high and how wide is this structure? <laughs> it's like a so it's a pile of these sort of wooden crates um, that's essentially it's about ten feet high, but it's hitting uh, the underside of a sort of metal. Uh, roofing, as it were, like a bit of corrugated metal that sits above it, so it would be difficult to climb over. What you you would have to try and fit through a little tiny gap. Okay. I can shoot them. <laughs> Just the thing on his new toy. You think you can shoot through these boxes? I don't know. I've got a, like a little blastery thing. We can try. What's the worst that happens? I work. fall. I fall to my death. Oh, no, Nan will catch you. I don't mean to be rude, but is shooting a lot of large metal boxes especially uh, discreet? They are wooden. Oh, wooden boxes especially discreet? I guess it depends on how hard everyone is partying or is passed out. So, all of these are separate. Can I try to jigsaw like my way into making a hole <laughs> to get through? I guess I'm going up. That doesn't make much sense. You can try and push them out the way and make a hole. Yeah. I I could try. <laughs> Shay is right. definitely not incredibly strong. Well, let's see just how strong they are. Roll me a strength check. Five. You set your weight, one hand on the uh, pike, one hand on the box. <clears throat> you succeed in pushing yourself backwards slightly. Idea. 
wall. Say that again. We lost you a little bit. I I think around this wall. I think we lost you a little bit again, but oh. you're trying to get around the wall. Would be my yes. Guess. Yeah. Um, I was just ask calling down. Is this still a viable option? So sorry, you're trying to like climb somewhere to get to like another point to be able to like secure it so that the scaffolding is safe, right? Yes. Okay. I was just trying to secure it so um, mm-hmm. everybody else could also climb up. Right now it's half secured, correct? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying I can either bribe the guard or shoot the boxes. What do you all want from me? Well, to climb over these boxes. Um... Johanna, we're losing you a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. You can go to sound, just sound for now. That might help a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. No worries. No worries. As soon as we went live. Oh. <laughs> that okay, happens. so here you are, Shay. Uh, the artificer standing in front of this row of boxes with the engineering knowledge required to be able to stabilize an entire mountain of trash but somehow unable to get through a stack of boxes it's a conundrum okay um do i think maybe i can burn through these boxes i have uh tasha's caustic brew which in artificer terms means i have a Somewhat potent acid. Oh! <laughs> is, is that what you're going to do? <laughs> like, the point that I'm trying to secure, is it another story above me? Is it maybe diagonal? So you have this, this, this pile of boxes that's separating you from a sheet of glass or, what, or some sort of like um, see-through material that's leading up on a slope to the point where you're trying to reach to secure the structure. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to burn a hole through it, I guess. Excellent. I, so how does this acid work? Do you just chuck it at it? I, I just chuck it at it. Um, it's a, a 30 foot line actually. Um, so I'm gonna try to angle it so it doesn't uh, hit the glass that I'm gonna try to walk across later. Excellent. And is this a roll damage sort of situation? Um. No, actually, this is a dexterity save to avoid. Excellent. I shall roll a dexterity save for the box. box (laughs) Fails. You, so, and what does this look like? What does this, uh, what can we see? How does Shay do this? So Shay takes out um, this kind of potato gun looking um, weapon and loads this big vial into it and takes aim and shoots at the box in front of her. See, I told you to shoot it. What a good idea. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think you were right. You see this spurt of acid fly through the scaffold and sort of disappear and far away. You hear it, as it sizzles through anything and it's burnt a hole right through these boxes. You could walk <laughs> through that, you know, like, like, like you were promenading because that's the thing people do. Um, so through the boxes you go you're two thirds of the way there in front of you now a sheet of some sort of clear material leading up in a slope towards the spot for the reinforcement 
Okay. So, completely sheer, like, slick glass. Um, let's see. So, um, I guess I'm just gonna try to walk up it. Um, okay. Roll me an acrobatics check. This is quite a slippery piece of material. Um, uh, seven. All right. You te- put one foot on it. It holds. Another foot forward. It holds. As the slope increases, you put one hand on, another hand on. You're pressing yourself against it, trying to crawl up. And as you look down at the glass, you see a crack. Start uh, <laughs> to form beneath you. Can I cast mending? Um, I have that as a cantrip, <laughs> like to actively try to take out like tape and stuff and try to patch it as I walk up it. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So you are pressed on this like a gecko, pulling yourself up, and behind you, furiously gluing the glass back together. You reach the top, safe and sound, and there you take another 10 minutes, you reinforce the structure, you're happy now that you could put quite a lot of weight on this. All right, I, I think I think we're good. Um, be careful. It's a lot of tape holding this together. <laughs> it's mainly gaffer tape. <laughs> what a coincidence. I am also mostly gaffer tape. <laughs> Oh, are you guys related? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, shall we climb then? Sure. Would you like to go You should first? go first, because if it holds you, well, it'll definitely hold me. Oh, all right. I will go first then. We'll say that even though the... Even though it looks quite rickety, it's now quite firm. And not only that, uh, it's not a difficult climb. What was hard about it was how unstable it was. So, without issue, then you... Raise yourself up, 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 up. Until at last, you're on a level with the structure you're supposed to get to. You see, on the side of the building you want to enter... A door, much like the door of a lorry cab. But the door itself appears to have been welded shut. There is a window, though. Shoot it. (laughs) Um, I don't have shooty things, so. (laughs) Um, hmm. And the other two are, like, behind me still? Are you guys? Climbing up? Yeah, I'm assuming that I would have climbed up after Nan, like once they got up far enough, and I'm like, oh, the structure is not falling to pieces. All right. Yeah, yeah I also so the th- follow the if-, if there's up ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three, the three of sorry, my bad. The three of you find yourself perched, three stories up, looking down on the people getting smaller and smaller beneath you. The sound of the streets starting to fade a little bit, and. You're all stood by this welded door with this glass window. 
I wonder what would happen if you dropped a gold piece from up here. Should I do that to see what happens? <laughs> there might be a riot. Um, maybe don't. <laughs> um, you said it's the door is welded shut. Does it look like... This is a terribly nerdy question. Do they look like good welds? Is it like really spotty and like uh, like terribly, you know, patchy? Make an investigation check. Sure. I will do that. Uh, that is a 17. Yeah, this is a proper bang-up job. It's... It, it, you can see that there's, it's not fully done. Like, the they've used solder because they didn't understand that solder wasn't for that. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This is, uh, yeah, Amazing. not good. I might be able to pull that open. Well, then do it. Okay. I will do Roll that. Roll strength check. Cool. Sorry, scrolling. There we go. Strength check. Oh, wow, that was awful. Um, I'm going to use the um, the advantage that we haven't used yet. Yes, and that's a net 20 uh, for a 23. <laughs> you pull the door straight off. <laughs> it's still vibrating in your hand. You see inside. It's a long metal walled room and the length of one of the walls is a window looks like it might have been the window of the the uh, cab so the the windscreen um and you can see the street out through it below even though the glass is pitted and and scarred at the other end of the room you see a mattress and a stove illuminated by soft yellow light the light that you saw from the window Scattered on the floor around it are reading pads, papers, pencils. As you step one foot into the space, you feel the steel floor vibrating from the music next door. Then, for a moment, the far wall so the one on the other side of the windscreen is illuminated in the beams of a passing drone car. And you make out for a split second what looks like fur, like a furry wall. Then darkness falls again. Did you all see that? I have a question mechanically because I think uh, I have dark vision. That's what it says in my character sheet. Great. So would I see it even in like... Indeed. Connor. <laughs> so, I'm sort of imagining... I'm sort of imagining you with those like super preppy glasses with no actual like... Yes. You know, yeah. No Let, yeah like, ready, 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 ready. Here we go. Hey guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except with no prescription. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they do allow you to see in the dark. So you take them out of your pocket, you pop them on, and the scene is illuminated before you. The entire back wall is covered in hundreds of tiny paper-thin wings. Insects pinned 
to the back wall, covering the whole thing. I don't like bugs. Ugh. And you see him just like, ugh, someone's put like, I don't know, like cockroaches or something to this back wall. It's disgusting. Is this normal? Is this normal decor here? Can you guys like afford like paintings by Monet and stuff? No. <laughs> Although I don't think it's normal to have have tons of of you said cockroaches. I don't. Well, I don't know. They aren't bugs. Just bugs. Ooh. Can can we hear like anything like moving? Uh, make perception check. Have you guys come into the space now? Okay. So you walk in. Nancy, you, you muted listen. yourself. <laughs> Sorry. I got a 12. You listen out. You listen hard. Because of the boom, this music coming in from next door, it's really difficult to hear. But I mean, you can't hear any sort of thing out of the ordinary. And like, there don't seem to be any other like humanoids in here. We just see like reading pads on the floor and the bug wall and. Yeah, you can okay. see. I mean, there's not a lot in this. It's like a steel box. So there's not a lot of hiding places. Can we read the notepads? Like, did someone take notes? Is there stuff on it? <laughs> you go over and pick it up. It's written on, surprisingly, it's a mixture. Some of it is um, like computer screen, like um, uh, responsive paper, the sort of stuff that normally you would write things on. But some of it is old paper. Oh, actual paper. Roll an investigation check as you leaf through this strange mixture of stuff. 23? Yeah. All I do is read, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I do. I sit on the internet and I read all day. <laughs> you go to your, your happy place, your reading place. <laughs> you start leafing through, looking different pieces of paper looking trying to match things up and this is not easy going i mean the sort of forums you hang out in you are used to people going on rants this is ravings a lot of it like tiny tiny little bits of writing all crammed into one piece of paper like things triple underlined diagrams of sort of big machines and structures um you see in the in the responsive paper you flick through little animations of blueprints structural things and then next to them chemical pathways you know like um uh, the sort of things you might see in a krebs cycle or something like that a citrate cycle all these kind of um different uh pieces of something but two things jump out at you things which seem to keep coming up one of them is the word broad, and the other is the word hawks. So broad and hawks? Yeah. Yeah. Connor, like, kind of, like, holds it sideways and, like, like holds it in front of Nan and is like, this guy is crazy. Do you see this? Like, paper, actual paper, you do realize that paper, like, degrades after, like, 50 years, right? Why would you write anything down on paper? Anyway, whatever. There's, like, two words that stand out among this entire jumble of 
weirdness and they are broad and hawk so i don't know if that means anything to you sorry just to get a spelling on hawks that's like the birds is it like or a like gene? a ham hawk or like it's h o x okay yeah so like, like the gene okay oh okay. they sound like genes cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do i was actually going to ask so you said they're bugs pinned on this wall like the whole wall is covered in them and are there labels on them <laughs> i uh, i have to ask <laughs> do, you, do you have dog vision uh i don't think so i don't know i'm a machine so i don't know i don't think so okay make a perception check with disadvantage or an investigation check with disadvantage sure. let's do investigation investigation yeah. Sorry, bro. I'd lend you these glasses, but they're only attuned to my eyes. Sorry. Uh, disadvantage on investigation is a solid ten. It could be worse. Um, <laughs> you do see there are little tiny strips of paper, all kind of mishmashed around on the walls next to these these insects, but you can't make out the writing. I'm getting metamorphosis vibes. Um, yeah. There is one other feature that I forgot to mention, but I should have. As you came in, you were struck by all this stuff at the other end of the, of the room. And obviously that's where your attention led you. After you had a look at it and you start to look around the rest of the carriage, you see from where you came in, a ladder leading up to the roof. And there's a hole in the roof of this cab. Is that... So, we got in here because I ripped the door, which had been more or less turned into a wall off. But, like, other than that, the only, like, entry or exit point to this room is this hole in the ceiling. Uh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was, like, an actual door. <laughs> was that the real way we were supposed to go in? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Can I look at the the bugs? Just I I want to know if they're actually cockroaches. Uh, do you have dog vision? No. <laughs> Make a nature check with disadvantage. Hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> that's a ten. They're not all cockroaches. In fact, none of the ones that you can see look anything like a cockroach. They okay. seem to be mostly. <laughs> Butterflies and moths. Okay. Hmm. So this is weird. Um, you all know why anybody would hoard these? I don't know. There's like a few people who I like. My friends, like their families, go to like weird planets and stuff, and they like collect a whole bunch of weird animals and plants and and other things they find in in other countries and they pay a lot of money to get them back over here but they're normally like displayed in like nice pretty frames they look kind of weird and creepy but you know like at least they're like displayed nicely and not just kind of like ham hum like hammered into the wall uh that's actually a great point are these um like I suppose we would know that the history of Braxigantu is that it was terraformed, right? So, like, are these quote-unquote endemic to this planet? Or, like, have we seen butterflies just, like, ambiently before? Or is this, like, a wow, these are not from here kind of moment? 
make a nature check? Hey. It's a great question. It's still at disadvantage because oh. it's dark. You, you are aware of that. <laughs> but that's cool. We don't need to do anything about that. I don't have any light things, so. <laughs> I have torches. Oh, well. <laughs> I can see in the dark, so like whatever. <laughs> is there is there's nobody in here? I can light a torch. <laughs> cool, that'd be great. <laughs> I light a torch. I'm, awesome. Is, is, can I just check? Is this something that um, just you, Nan, are doing, or are you guys doing it as a party? Oh, like like trying to figure out. I suppose yeah. I would have said something. Uh, you said that um, your friends' families go get butterflies from other places, but are butterflies from this place? Or are these butterflies from this place? I don't know. I don't see any butterflies. Would I recognize any of them uh, being from the area? Right. So let's say uh, um, one of you two roll uh, a nature check and we'll make it an advantage because one of you is helping the other, which cancels out the disadvantage because it's mm. black. So okay. roll just a straight nature check. How's your nature, Shay? My nature is a plus six. Oh, you do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got a, a non-natural 20. Shay, you lean in, bringing your eyes as close as you can. And in the darkness, you try and work out the shapes of the wings. See if you've seen these things before. Some of them you have. Some of them you have never seen before. And in fact, some of them are so strange, they don't even really look like butterflies and moths as you get closer. Like, from a casual glance, they look the same, but like they have like 20 legs, some of them. I or... told you they were cockroaches. That is too many legs for a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't... wings, or, yeah. I don't think this is normal. Um, some of these are really weird. Like you don't think they're from here? No, no. And I, I don't think they're actually moths. I don't know, look at one of those little pieces of paper. I'm not going over there though. You can bring one of the pieces of paper over to me and I'll read about it. Uh, I, I take one of the weird ones off. Uh, and you show it to uh, Connor. Yeah. Okay, Connor, with your glasses, you look down and you see the piece of paper simply reads trial 17-33D. This is some sort of trial. This is 171. I mean, it, I don't know. Does this one look different than one of the ones in the corner or something? I don't know. Look at one of those papers. It seems like someone's doing some kind of weird experiment here. Yeah, I, I take the one next to it and want to see if it's the next number, I guess. Um, and then the one in the corner, maybe it's like the top left. So the one next to it reads trial 1738D. The one at the top, Connor, as you look at it, you see 98-077B, and then scrawled in tiny writing next to it, it says, for further study. Uh, looks like this one was of interest. This, uh, this 9877B1. 
just as for further study, what does this one look like? Connor's gonna take a big gulp and like force himself to like look at this wretched thing on the pin. You suck in your breath, and as you do it, you just a hint of weed in the air floating up from the street below. <laughs> it relaxes him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, brah. And then... <laughs> yeah, brah. I see the universe. Whoa, man. <laughs> man. I do this all the time. And then... <laughs> you look very closely at it. And you can see that this is not a classic butterfly shape. It's got butterfly wings, but those wings have changed. And in fact, the shape of them has become a lot more long and ovoid, more like a, a fly's wings. Um, but they're still large and they're still very beautifully colored. You can see that the body has started to change. That in fact, some of the features in there are not insect-like at all. Ah, you didn't roll, but now, at this point, I want you to roll for a medicine check. Roll, did, did you do it? Nancy? No, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, sorry. Nancy, That's so funny, is I didn't, I was like, my. I thought you said Nan. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not Nancy right now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nancy is like, here right now. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, I got an 18. You screw up your face and you touch it. And you feel that this is not the kind of hard exoskeleton. This feels more like skin. Ooh. That softness. Guys, it feels like skin. It's so gross. I can't even hold this anymore. And he just like passes it to Nan. They just like take it and look at it in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> what should I do with this now? I don't know. Burn it. Throw it away. Do something with it. It's so gross. Put it back. <laughs> what if they notice it's gone? Um, you said there's a hole in the ceiling with the ladder, and that's the only exit entrance into this room. Mm-hmm. Can I turn, like, peek up stealthily? Yes, roll stealth check. <laughs> At last. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, we're going to give a room full of bugs to entomologists I mean... and expect them not to sit there for, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> it was a risk we had to take. <laughs> I was told to specifically recruit entomologists, so he asked for it. <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny that. What was your stealth roll? Uh, I rolled a 16. You feel like you're pretty quiet. You climb up after that, and you stick your head above uh, out of this hole. And you see it's very dark up here, but some light is still coming through from the other buildings, the other structures around, still sifting through. It takes a moment for your eyes to readjust. What you can see is that the junk is still piled on top of this cab, but there is a sort of passage that's been made through and it leads in, so away from the street, in. And 
you can just make out that where the cab ends, so you know in a lorry, when you have a lorry, you have a sort of break between the cab and the, the whatever it's carrying, it's hooked up to it. There's a gap. You see that gap, but you also see a bridge, like a bridge made from some old discarded bits of, you can't tell what, but bridging that gap. So I definitely pop back down, tell everybody what I saw. Well, let's go there. Let's not spend another second in this like disgusting bug filled grossness. Yes, let's see if there's more information. Uh, We're looking for a person or the parts of the people whose parts had been found. Yes. That's right, right. That's what the captain of the Brothers of Arms had said, is that, like, pieces of people had been found. Yes, pieces of people have been found. You are looking for whoever is responsible. You don't need to find, like, all the bits of people. Well, but, like, if we find the rest of them, we might find the people who did it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's just, you know, like a trail of breadcrumbs, except body parts. Oh, no. Uh, That wasn't me, that was you. That was you, Cheryl. Nah. Can Connor like take a picture of like the relevant pages in the notebook? Sorry, I thought you were gonna. Yes, of course you can. Um, you take out uh, your future phone, and which is a very very powerful computer, just but all crushed into what essentially looks uh, like just a single sort of flat screen, but also on on this sort of wavy responsive paper. And uh, you take it out and you point it at these things and you gather all that data. It looks even weirder when it's taken through the phone because you know, like when you sort of shine mm-hmm. the dark light on something. Yeah. Are you guys headed up? Man, the people on the farm are gonna love this. Can't wait to upload it. He's probably uploading it right now, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need everyone. Well, no, just uh, sh- uh, not Shay. So Vo- uh, Connor and Nan to roll stealth checks. And your stealth roll was 16, right, Shay? And was 16. And 11. What's ten? <laughs> I would say I'm 13, but you are a giant 500 pound robot. Okay, so. but like, I don't, I don't have like disadvantage or anything. I just rolled an eight. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a nine. Okay. <laughs> you all climb up onto the roof. Um, Nan, your foot slips a little bit and you feel the metal bend a little bit beneath you but you all make it up you see this walkway in front of you with these slats and what now that you're up here um shay you're in front i'm going to assume unless you want to change that um, yeah. you you see across the slats to the other side and what you can see there is the lights from the city play on a huge tank massive um, and uh, Connor, you would know, because of your researches, that this is the kind of tank which normally holds fertilizer or uh, pesticide, things that you would spray agriculturally. But because this is such a massive machine, the tank is enormous. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a peasant vibe happening here. So we have like the farm equipment with like the truck, and then we also have this big tanker in which would hold 
fertilizer or maybe even pesticides that they would be spraying on whatever crop. Uh, so, I mean, this stuff definitely isn't from the city. They had to haul it in from somewhere. What do you guys think? I don't know if the history lesson matters at all, but I thought it was an interesting bit of, you know, stuff. I have an uncle, actually, who, who collects, like, old kind of, like, rural peasantry kind of equipment and, like, fixes them up and just, like, drives them around because it's, like, fun and stuff. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. Would exposure to those chemicals potentially hurt a person like yourselves? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that... Yeah, like, way back in my family's history, there was, like, this whole problem where, like, they were getting into agricultural goods, and then, like, the they were like, we need to spray a lot of pesticides, that way we can, like, kill the, the, the insects, but then, like, the employees were all like, oh, but it makes us sick, and then it was, like, this whole big thing for the company where, like, it cost us a bazillion of dollars, and, like, we kind of had to, like, slide it under the rug or whatever, it was, like, this big thing, it's, like, fixed now, I think the pesticides are better, I don't think it, like... I don't know how old this one is, but I think they've gotten a lot better and they're not, like, as toxic. But yeah, it was, like, a big thing. That's... <laughs> That's horrifying. Um... <laughs> it was, like, a long time ago, man. Like, it wasn't... I didn't do it. Well, the reason I... <laughs> we broke him. <laughs> was that the first Nancy dump you've experienced? <laughs> because... <laughs> That was, that was strong medicine. <laughs> uh, the reason I asked is because you said the writing inside sounded unhinged. So what if exposure to chemicals caused that person to be unwell? Oh, yeah. If they were using some of that old stuff, oof, it was not good for you. So, anyway, should we proceed with caution? Breathing. Should I cover my mouth? <laughs> okay, so you all three proceed. Yeah, sure. I think uh, Johanna was saying that Shay wanted to cover her mouth with something. Yeah, yeah. He's... I think Connor is also gonna like he's gonna cover his his nose with his extremely popped collar. <laughs> Excellent. I will also try to uh, take some of my clothing and cover my mouth and nose. <laughs> I don't breathe. So... <laughs> You guys pulling <laughs> everything up over your face, looking like children playing bank robbers. You cross this uh, pathway. As you step on it, Nan, you feel it bend, but take your weight. And you three cross over to this tank. Shay, you step on it lightly. Nan and Connor, gong on the metal parts of the tank and in front of you you can see a service hatch so a metal a round metal sort of porthole uh, on a hinge which you could open it up to get inside the tank well as you're the only one who doesn't breathe I suggest that you go in first then and like you know make sure that we're not going to die sure I can do that and I will I guess scooch around Shay to get to this hatch. You reach the hatch. It looks pretty uniform. You could open it if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll open it like slowly, but yeah. 
you <laughs> slowly un. You lift it up. Cast it for chemicals. I'm not that kind of robot, man. <laughs> what kind of robot are you then? You should have been a better robot. But Haven't they like upgraded you... your models by now? The first thing you feel is a wave of hot, wet air on your skin. You smell a biting, acrid kind of fermentation. You squint. In the tank is bright light. And as you look inside, you see beneath you a ladder leading down into a huge mess of pipework, seething, stretching throughout this vast tank. Pipes everywhere, uh, like a sort of spaghetti junction. And this tank is massive. It's like as long as a football field. And inside... You hear the bang, 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 doom, boom of machinery and the, the rushing of liquids. Do I um, see or hear any like immediate evidence of an organic life form in here, or do I just hear and see machinery? Make a perception check. So you're looking for evidence of organic life. Yeah, like people bugs other animals whatever yeah just like any is anybody home i guess perception is a 22 right with a 22 you don't see any figures that you would recognize which is strange because what you smell is the scent of human skin, human flesh, right? But you don't see any figures. The one thing you do see with that roll is a movement way down deep inside this mess of pipes. A little tiny metallic arm just pulls itself behind a, one of these pipes. Uh, Nan's gonna pull their head back out of the hole and sort of say over their shoulder to their companions, I think that we have been noticed. Oh no. Um, they look dangerous? I did not see anything except a metal arm, but it retracted when I was looking. Also, I put out my torch. <laughs> also, there is... The impression of people inside, but I did not see anyone. You think we should go down there? Um, you said that it smelled like also kind of, um, what did you say, like fermented? It Does the air to me seem like it would be bad for the two of them, or does it seem like it would be breathable for them? It smells bad. Doesn't seem to be harmful. It doesn't... It's not doing you any harm. Yeah, it, it doesn't smell... Nice, but I think you can breathe it. You just said that you couldn't test chemicals. How do you know it's not going to do some long-term damage? I don't. But I can heal you if it hurts you. I'm not sure... I'm not sure if that's reassuring, but <laughs> thank you. 
It's not, but um, I think to complete this, we're probably going to have to go down there. Um, I think we take the risk. Whatever. If it gives me cancer, I'm sure my family can just pay for my hospital bills. Can they? And with that, you three start climbing down the ladder into this maze of pipes. At that point, I'm going to say let's take a break, a really quick one. Just three minutes or something. Okay, three minutes, right? I'm going to run through the loop. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, we'll be right See you guys back. in three minutes. Hi, we're back. So very, very back. So, we left off as our three intrepid investigators were climbing down a ladder into this brightly lit, foul-smelling tank full of all of these pipes. Uh, so you climb down and down and down till you reach the bottom of the tank. The first thing you notice is that where the ladder deposits you is near the edge and it actually dips down because it's, it's uh, sort of slightly round and where at the very uh, center near the bottom liquid is pooling but it's difficult to see far through this sort of maze of pipes but there is a pathway like there's a pathway through like the liquid is like pooling over the pathway so you have to like walk through the goop uh yes the pathway leads across the goop to the other side and then into okay. the maze of pipes who should go first you should go first robot i i agree um you don't have skin that is true <laughs> i'll go first <laughs> You follow the path. Around you, you hear the machine parts turning, the dribble of liquid. Big tanks above you, suspended somehow. You reach the liquid, put your first foot in. It's strange, it's kind of goopy. Like it is not like water, it's viscous. But it doesn't seem to hurt you. you press on over to the other side. It's a little sticky. Uh, these are my good shoes. I paid like 300 gold for these. We should... Old? Well, yeah, they're like the latest model. Duh. Why? How much do you pay for shoes? I found these. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> that is more economical. It's It shows, though. Connor like hikes up his pants and like tries to like tiptoe through the goop to like make sure his shoes like, don't get super gross. Roll uh, an acrobatics check. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I got a 19. I care very much about these shoes. Yeah, you sort of yeah, onto the tiptoes, you identify bits which look a little bit shallower than the rest, you hop, 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 hop through, and it's just, just lipped over the top of the sole. So there's just a tiny little line of some sort of stain, but most of the shoe is fair. He, like, takes out a cloth from his backpack and, like, wipes his shoes off. 
Yeah, I'll step down. Um, can I, like, inspect this goo? Yeah, what are you looking for? I want to know, like, is it, is it, like, maybe flammable? Are we, like, in danger um, by stepping in it? Roll an investigation check. Uh, it's a natural one. Excellent. You have no knowledge of this goo. It doesn't look like anything you've come across. But as you go to inspect it, bloop, a drip of glue goop falls on the top of your head. And you're like, oh, God. And you're distracted. You can't really make anything more out about it. You just, oh, and prance through and reach the other side. I guess we'll continue on then. So here you three stand, looking out down this corridor through this maze of pipes. It's clearly a, a walkway. I mean, everything else around is so densely packed that someone has designed it this way. You walk forwards. Who's leading? Uh, that's yeah. They wanted me in front. <laughs> the robot. <laughs> the okay. Let's say as you go forwards, roll me another perception check. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19. With a 19, as you're walking through, you see again in the forest of pipework another one of those metal arms disappear. As you keep moving, you just keep an eye out and you see a disc. A disc-like body with two sensors on the top just pull itself out from around a pipe and watch you as you walk. Um, when I see that, I'll stop and sort of, like, wave at it and say, Hello. It disappears again. Oh. What did you say hello to? Is there someone here? Should we shoot it? What's that? I don't think we should shoot it, but there's, uh some sort of mechanical creature in here. It seems very shy, though, which is unfortunate. Uh, I'll sort you of, think like... it's telling? <laughs> what? What'd you say? You think it's telling someone that we're here? I don't know, because I think that's the arm that I saw when I first looked in here, so if it had told someone, they would be here by now. I don't know if that's reassuring or not. But, uh, thank you for the status update. You will continue on as you walk. Unless Nan wants to do something. No, I think I'll just keep an eye out for that individual as we continue. Yeah. Bang. 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 Your footsteps on the bottom of the tank. The liquid falling from the ceiling and always the constant liquid and fluid moving through these pipes. Some rattles. As you reach the other side of the tank, you walk and walk and walk. You see, appear in front of you, a hole in the floor. And that is where the path ends. Uh, how big is You this go hole? first, robot. <laughs> the hole is big enough for you to get through, but okay. not much bigger than that. Okay liquid falling down into the hole? Uh, is the liquid falling down into the hole? You are a bit far away to see that. What you can see is 
pipes all going into the hole, being rooted down there. Can I like? This is like like a straight down hole. This isn't like a chute where I can like see a floor descending. It's like a just like a, a drop. It is a hole into blackness. Yes. Okay. Can I like lay down on my front and like stick my head over the edge and look in? You can. Do you have dark vision? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> look in. And. Well, actually, just putting your head in, no, you just see the sides of. You see the sides of the tank, which have been burst through. There's a little gap where the tank is resting on the ground. And then under that, it's earth. So we're on the floor. Hmm. This hole leads underground. Connor, like, runs over next to Nan and also sticks his head next to the hole, and he has dark vision, so... Does he see anything? <laughs> Connor, you see another ladder going down into the hole, surrounded by these pipes, all coating the edge of the hole. Down, down, down. It looks like it goes down about 20 feet. And then, the bottom, an earth floor. And the floor There's a ladder, guys. <laughs> seems to be covered in something. There are little objects down there, but you, you can't really make out what they are from this distance. There's a ladder. It goes down into, like, I don't know, stuff down there. I mean, this whole damn place is just stuff. Like, this whole area that we're in is just stuff. So I don't see how this is much different than anything else we've walked through today, but there is a ladder that leads down to, like, I don't know, there's just, like, junk on the ground. Should I climb down the ladder? You yeah, you go flashlight? first, robot. Oh, what'd you say about a flashlight? Yeah, would you like a flashlight? I I have tinkering, so I have a object that shines a bright light <laughs> in a five-foot radius. That might be helpful. I hand it over to Nan. Cool. Y'all should get these glasses. They only cost, like, 300 gold. It's, like, not that much. Or, like, I don't, actually don't remember. Maybe it was, like, 3,000 gold. I don't remember. They're basically the same number. <laughs> As Connor talks, Nan, you lower yourself down the hole. I am holding um, the flashlight in the little mage hand so that I can use both hands on the ladder. <laughs> little, little yeah. little spray. <laughs> and it's on, right? Yeah. <laughs> chung, chung, chung. You lower yourself down underground. The first thing that happens is you smell musty earth, right? Like old earth. You taste something on your tongue. It kind of coppery tastes. It's strange. It's unusual. All the sound is suddenly muffled down here. Even the sound of the pipes from up there, you can barely hear it anymore. The torch shines on objects hanging from the ceiling. And the pipes come into the, this, this underground space and disappear. And obviously you can only see five feet from your flashlight, right? So they're disappearing into the darkness from there. But they seem to branch and branch and branch until they become tiny little tubes that are feeding these hanging objects. They look almost like bean pods hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, you can see in the light of the flashlight they're browns, charcoal coloreds, forest greens. And... Yeah, that's 
That's what you can say. Sorry, you said there was something on the floor as we came in. Did I miss that? Sorry, you're totally right. So that's at eye level, hanging from the right. ceiling. Okay. You look down, uh, and the floor is covered in little mounds, little mounds of earth. And in front of you is space. You could walk forwards, right? There's nothing blocking you. They're just little mounds? Are they all, like, the same height and the same shape? Is there, like, are there holes on them? Like... Uh, from what you can see, they look... They're different shapes. You can get closer, uh, you kind of kneel down next to them, and you look... One or two of them do have holes in, and yes. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm looking at my inventory. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I have some little item. It, it says I have an ink pen for some reason. I don't know if that would be true in this world, but I'll take some little item and kind of like stick it in one of the holes experimentally. You do that. <laughs> You push this, uh, it's it's a transistor rod that's sure. used for attaching electronical components to each other, of course, but you would know that. Uh, you push it in until it meets resistance. Slightly squashy resistance, but resistance. <laughs> I'll look back up the ladder. I'm assuming the two of you are like looking down into the hole. Peeking yeah. in. <laughs> okay. You see the silhouette of their two heads yeah. just above, like, woo! What's down there? A lot of things. Uh, the floor has little mounds on it, all different, and there's something squishy in the bottom of this one. There was a hole in the top and I poked it, and there are things hanging from the ceiling, all different colors, and being fed by these pipes. So, is it a garden? I don't know, we can cut one open. And like Connor like runs down the down the ladder. <laughs> I quickly follow. So you're, you're following? Okay, so you're yeah. all down there. You all get this smell first, that, that musty smell. You can see just in front of you, you can see these objects hanging from the ceiling. Shay, as you get down, you actually brush one of them with your face. It feels kind of papery. You're getting that funny taste on your tongue, Connor. Funny kind of coppery metal taste. And what did you want to do? Poke one? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I want to like, so I have, I'm gonna take out my torch. I'm not gonna light it. It's just gonna be like the stick part of it and like poke <laughs> one of the hanging things. Uh, are you poking it in a sort of exploratory way, or are you trying to get the... Yeah, and kind of in an exploratory way at first, like, does it move? Does it make noise? Does it fall? <laughs> it sways slightly. There's a little bit of give. Doesn't make any noise. Doesn't fall. I, I mean, if... one of those mounds. Oh, sorry. Uh, and maybe, Go. like, try to dig away the, the dirt a little bit to try to see what's underneath. You start to dig you use your hands to pull the earth away and your fingers make contact with something it feels 
a bit squashy. It's warm. And then you hear... Please don't touch that from somewhere in front of you. I stand up and back away from the mound. I I look in the direction of the voice. Do I see anything? How far does your dark vision go? 120 feet. Crikey. Uh, <laughs> the glasses are real good. We bought the upgraded model. You know, only the best for my family. <laughs> So you've, uh, <laughs> up to this point, you've been pretty kind of like focused on these hanging bean pods, but then you look forwards and you see a room, an underground chamber, it can only be about 50 feet long, pipes all over the ceiling and these hanging things everywhere. To your right, you see tanks, but glass tanks with shapes in them. To your left, hooks from the ceiling, and again, shapes hanging off them. In front of you, you can see another one of these kind of bean pod-like structures, but it's much, much bigger. And it hangs from the ceiling all the way down to the floor, just brushing the floor very gently. The colour is what strikes you. You see pale pinks, magentas, strange ochre yellows swirling across the surface of this super large kind of pod. And it's from behind the pod, which you can't see, that the voice is coming. Okay, well, uh, that's freaky. <laughs> and Connor like takes a few steps back. Uh, so there's a, <clears throat> there's a, uh, there's a big, there's a big pod in the middle with like, you know, like weird swirly colors, like pink and, and yellow and some other shades of pink. And uh, there are like these glass tubes and that voice is coming from somewhere behind that big giant bean pod that's from floor to ceiling. Hello? Yes, I, I heard you come in uh, and you see Connor from around the side of the pod, in the, cent the central pod. An old woman. She's very slight. So it looks as though a breeze would blow her away. And she rests her weight on a thin metal rod, topped with a cloudy white stone. Her skin is yellowed, and it's stretched tight over her face and her eyes are an inky black. Yes, I'm actually quite glad you're here. Now, more than ever. Please, sit. Yeah, I guess Connor like kind of just like lets the others know. It's like, yeah, there's like this old lady back there. I mean, like she has like jaundice or something. Like her skin is not right. Anyway, also something's wrong with her eyes, but whatever. That's maybe why she has like the walking stick that she has to lean on. Anyway, the walking stick has some like weird ball thing at the top. Anyway, so uh, that's what's back there. And she wants us to take a sit, but like, I don't know. I've like, I've seen some stuff on the internet and like, jeez Louise, Nancy. Um, <laughs> can I? The lady said she was um, happy that we're here now more than ever. Um, 
can I incite that to figure out if she's like, oh, it's nice to have guests for tea, or like sinister, happy you're here. So that I can <laughs> it's eat nice your to have guests for right. dinner, yeah. literally. Roll, roll inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, well that was awful. It's a five. She seems genuinely yeah. happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have tea with her and forget about your friends. <laughs> As you three stand here, trying to make sense of what's happening, the old woman, Connor, you see, turns around and a smile plays across her face. Her teeth are stained a strange kind of red color. She's chewing something. And she says, suit yourself. Standing, sitting. It's all the same now. And her hands start to play with amazing dexterity across a control panel behind her. Guys, she's doing something. She's doing something back oh, there. Oh, gosh. Um, I... The, I take out my weapon. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Well, everything, my dear, really. But there is no stopping now. And you hear, and this is Shay, you all, you hear Shay, you can't see anything, you just hear this voice, and then a ka-chunk noise, and you hear, the slamming shut of tiny valves. You would know this, being an artificer, someone who has worked their whole life with hydraulics. Around the room, valves shutting. And they seem to be coming, forming a circle, you can just about hear, all around the centre of the chamber. As that happens, you and Nan start to see something. You see a shape begin to glow. The shape is of a huge bean pod hanging from the ceiling in the centre of the room. And you see it start to fluoresce and it throws a very faint light all around the room. Yeah, see, that's the one. That's the one that I was saying. The big one with the... the, the... I'm gonna start moving. This this lady is... You're, you're moving towards her? Yes. And you've got your, your weapon drawn? She looks at you. It doesn't have to be this way. What are you doing? You will see. Are you still coming? Yeah, I'm, I'm still walking towards Okay, her. everyone roll initiative. I, oh, crap. God damn it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> and let's change to the club mix. No. Oh my god, why? Why the twos? Oops. Why, why, Eric? No! No, Eric. What just happened? He redeemed another wild magic surge. <laughs> I I rolled a natural 20 on the initiative. Oh, dang. <laughs> okay. Indeed. There's an awful lot. So everything is about to kick off. I yeah, can't, apparently. I can't stress this enough. Literally, like... Um, okay. Okie doke. So let's just... Everybody hold your was, breath. Hold I was going to inspire Connor, but... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's go around. So, Connor, you, uh, what's your initiative? Twenty-two. Okay. 
Uh, Shay. I didn't hear that. So for me, sure. uh, I got a six. So you got a six, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I don't Man. feel so bad. I got a four. <laughs> okay. So very good, very good. Um, and at this point, as uh, you all see this old woman, um, turn around and grip the staff tightly and her eyes begin to furrow um, the following <laughs> thing happens I don't like that giggle or that smile well no it's the wild magic surge so oh. <laughs> I don't know if that makes you feel better or not I mean uh, you uh Shay, you suddenly feel your your bones and skin contracting. You feel yourself being forced into a slightly smaller space. You're being crushed. Oh no! You lose eight inches of height. That's it. <laughs> Connor like looks over at her and he's like, <laughs> "Is that your go, Connor? Because you're first up." Okay. <laughs> no, he's not going to be distracted for too long. Um, he is going to panic um, <laughs> and like switches his arm di dial to whatever, whatever. He's never used this thing before. So he just switches it to whatever looks like an explodey symbol and shoots it. And I'm going to use Eldritch Blast. So. Excellent. This goes back into the, like, I don't actually know how to do this. So I roll a d20 and I, and it says plus seven. So I'm assuming the d20 plus seven against their, it just says Against the AC. Yeah, okay. Uh, 23. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. Roll damage. A, okay, yeah. So it's a one d... How many do you do? I do... As in how many, because uh, you could, you fire more than one Eldritch Blast, right? Okay, yeah, it says notes count two. Does that mean two? Okay, so you're firing two of those, and you'll roll to hit with each one. Okay, so each one I roll to hit, all right. Yeah. Uh, oops, so... Two... Hold on. Um, Twelve. Yes. Okay. Uh... 12 misses. So roll damage for your first one. Oh, I I rolled the hit DC already. I rolled a I'm sorry. <laughs> I rolled the I rolled the 16 plus 7. So that's 23. That's but what so I rolled to was... do the attack. Right. So you've hit with both of them. Okay. So now I roll damage, right? Yes, you do. Okay. We'll, so we'll that... say you've hit with both of them. That's that, that makes sense. We could do that. Okay. Sorry, I didn't realize I had to like roll and I thought I was, sorry. That's <laughs> I okay. got it, I got it. I knew this was gonna happen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> Think about it like finger guns, like you have to aim and fire with each of your two Eldritch Blasts, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought it was like one shot and then it like no. splits into two, so okay. Yeah. All right, Cause like I technically see. you can split them and shoot one at one target and one at the other if you had two uh, targets. Yeah. I see, I see, okay, okay. I can re-roll it if we want or we can just, Keep going, whatever, whatever you want. No, just keep going. Both hit. Okay, both hit. Uh, so yeah, it was like a, it was a 
It was a, hold on, 9, 12, 16, 16 total. 16 total for both? Yeah, that's both, that's both combined. So I got a four, so I got an eight on one and a nine on the other. And what does that look like? Uh, <laughs> that's, a se- yeah. that's 17 as well, but that's Sorry, all right. Thanks. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a spellcaster before, sorry. Um, yeah, so he like freaks out and he, he like turns the dial and then it just like blasts like and there's like this kind of big crackly energy that streaks forward and hits hits it and kind of explodes, kind of like a taser on steroids. Awesome. So this t- so it's like a taser, basically. You've yeah. tasered this this yeah <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> these two dots fly out and uh they strike this very frail looking old woman in the <laughs> belly and then one in the hip and you feel and you see her <laughs> shudder as a, this wave of noxious energy passes through her <sighs> her breath is coming in ragged gasps but she looks okay and then she uh, looks to all three of you, and there's. I am so sorry. I can't let you do this. And she reaches behind her, presses a button on the control panel, and you hear. From the ground beneath you, where the mounds are, gas starts floating up through the earth. And as it reaches your lungs, you start to gasp for breath. And then you feel the metal of your body begin to corrode and rust together as you take so much I don't have enough dice um, as this old lady casts cloud kill yeah um, wow <laughs> what kind of damage is, is this this is poison damage Sweet. and it will be 8 to eight, so, um, 22 so is that a, that's a save then uh, 28 points of damage, but yes, everybody make a constitution saving throw. 22. Okay. It's only a 10, but I'm resistant to poison. Very good. I got a uh, 20. Excellent. So, uh, you all take half damage. So, 28, so 14 points of damage for all of you. Uh, and with that, she is going to move, and she crunches herself up into the corner, right by this um, this bank of uh, this control panel, uh, and she tries to hide herself as much as she can in that space. Um, she doesn't have any cover or anything. She's just scrunching herself away from you. Shay, you're up. So. Is gas still coming out of these mounds? 
Yes, the gas is everywhere. It's on the floor, it's in your lungs, it's all over the place. Uh, can I roll to see if I... Say it again, we missed that. Uh, sorry, can I roll to see if I know if it will continue coming out? Will... And... Uh... Okay, um, roll uh, an Arcana check. Okay. 16? 16. Yeah, uh, yeah. From the looks of things, just by looking at uh, the concentration of gas, by looking at the fluid rate that it's coming out of the ground, this stuff is going to keep coming. Okay. And it's this has this gas in it. Uh, sorry, say that again. This the gas is in up the entire room. Yeah, it is. It, it, well, it's it's actually sort of centered on roughly where you are, so it doesn't fill up everything, but it is where you guys are okay. in fact actually sorry to be clear it is in a 30 foot let me just double check let me just let's <laughs> let's do this by the book no <laughs> it's a 20 foot radius sphere and it's centered on um it's centered between you because you're running forwards and nan and connor so it doesn't quite reach this woman but it's covering most of the rest of the room so in theory, if you if you ran to where the woman is, you could get out of the gas. Yes. Okay. Only running. Say again. I'm running right towards her. Uh, I have my weapon. And what are you gonna do? I I guess I'll attack. But do I have enough? Can I get there and attack? You absolutely. So what's your what's your movement? Forty feet. Say again. Forty feet. Yeah, you can definitely make it. You're already half the way across the room. You stride forward and pulling out your halberd? Yeah, my, my halberd, yeah. Uh, what you didn't notice before is Shay actually has wheels on her shoes. So yes. She slides the extra. We have uh, a word for that. It's roller skates. <laughs> or Heelys. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely more Heelys. Like Heelys. <laughs> right, yes. You straight forward, forwards, forwards, forwards. You reach this woman like it, it was nothing. Uh, and you're there in front of her. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna make an attack. Um, I'd like to do this non-lethally, um, if possible. Very much so. Uh, I get a 23. That will hit. Okay. Um, so the damage is uh, only four. <laughs> Four points of damage so you reach out and i'm i'm sort of imagining this halberd to be some sort of like futuristic truncheon with a massive sort of blade on the end is that is that scan what it looks like maybe uh it was a piece of metal that was hammered into the shape of an axe um like those guys on youtube videos that make weapons <laughs> exactly it's definitely homemade um does look sharp okay. But you're not using the sharp end. You reach out and hammer her over the head with the butt of this weapon. If you'd hit, like, straight on, you sure you would have caved her skull in. But it just glances off the edge of this control panel, boom, and it catches her. But she seems... She winces in pain, but she keeps her eyes fixed on you. Uh, and actually looking almost through you. Nan. Okay, um, so <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, seeing that Shay is trying to subdue the lady without killing her, 
Oh, this seems oddly appropriate. Um, I will cast hideous laughter at the lady and say, what does a vegetarian zombie eat? Grains. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, do I, what do I have to do? <laughs> so, wisdom saving throw of 14. <laughs> 14? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, that's so bad. Yes. Um... <laughs> That is a natural two. Yes. Or a three. <laughs> and she. <laughs> I shouldn't, but it's funny. Um, she sort of crumples up into a ball. What happens to her? Okay, so she falls prone and is incapacitated and unable to stand up. At the end of each of her turns, she can make another wisdom save. Um, so, like, on a success. She'll stop laughing, but still be prone. Um, also, she gets to make a save anytime she takes damage. Um, but like right now, she's incapable of doing anything except laying on the floor and laughing. Okay, I'm gonna say because of that specific spell and the way that it operates, I'm gonna roll a concentration check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of figured um, that might be the case. <laughs> that seems that seems only right. I've totally forgotten how concentration checks work. What do I need to do? What do I need to make? Uh, oh gosh. Well, so normally it's like calculated based on the damage, but she didn't actually take any damage from what I did. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe you want to use my spell save again or what, but... I just don't think that number's going to do it, whatever the case is. <laughs> um, yeah, she creases up. And as it happens... Um, She's curled up on the floor, laughing, thrashing around. She um, pulls out some of the wires by mistake from this sort of jankily made contraption. And you hear the sound of the gas slowly starting to... Uh, or basically, the gas... Um, I'm going to wreck on that. <laughs> what actually happens is, right, she pulls out these wires. You hear sparking. And then you start to hear of extractor fans and the gas starts to be sucked out of the room uh connor it's uh, your... oh sorry um i was gonna use a, a bonus action as well if that's okay um since yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, a spell absolutely. so i will okay i didn't inspire connor before but i will now um that's a d12 Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined. Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> and you get a d6 to use in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> now I'm done. Connor, you see this <laughs> chaos in, uh, unfurl in front of you, but the gas is starting to drift away. You can see that as well. I will... Before I, you Connor... go, this is a good yeah. moment, actually. You see that uh, the cocoon in front of you is starting to bulge very subtly. I guess... Uh, I think I think Connor's more panicked about the old lady who just almost suffocated him to death. So <laughs> uh, he is going to do chill touch. Um, so I roll to make sure it hits and it's their hit DC. 
So. Well, <clears throat> I rolled a five. So. You have plus inspiration. Seven. Do, okay. have be, do you have to be touching them? Do you have to be physically touching them? Oh, to do it that? says. No, I create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space okay. of the creature within range. Right. Um, so you rolled so. a six? I rolled a. Do I get to use the the d6 that you can? Nan it's a one-time thing, but yeah, you can. I mean, I might as well. It's an 11 plus seven, which is 18. Should get a calculator. Whoa! Yeah. So you got a five on your. Ah, uh, that that will do it. What happens? This poor woman. Um, <laughs> um, and what does it look like? Um. Yeah. So. Can I? I'm just gonna ignore like the the flavor text and give it my own flavor text. Um, but yeah, so he like has the little like his little like shootery thing, um, and he he turns it. It just has like a little frost bu bubble on it, and he shoots it, and like all these like snowflakes basically just come out of it. And just the way they form, they kind of like look a little bit like a hand, but it's just the way it, it sprays it or shoots it out of it. And then they hit her, and it's not actually snowflakes, it's liquid nitrogen. And it like hits her and it's like yes. <laughs> those little liquid nitrogen particles that he shot at her. Uh, and then I get to roll two D eight for for the damage. So that's not an eight. Hold on. <laughs> this one's the eight. Well, that was an eight plus four, so nice. twelve. Yes. Oh, twelve. You see her skin start to crystallize and crisp up as though the top layer of skin has been frozen solid. And then it creaks and shatters and her the top layer of her skin actually shatters and starts to fall off and slough off her. And you can see she's red raw underneath that you burn all this skin off her. And it needed to be exfoliated anyway. <sighs> but she's still laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> the laughter, and then the, but the screams are starting to creep in, like as the laughter itself becomes more and more violent. Um, what does Tasha's hideous laughter allow? Yeah, so she gets to make a save now because she took damage. Right. Uh, and what am I trying to do? Uh, you're still making a wisdom save against my uh, 14 DC. That is not going to do it. So does that, uh, does that, that means, mean I just... Yeah, she continues okay, doing that. She just, and, that do, and does that completely incapacitate her? Or she yes, just... she is incapable of doing anything except laughing right now. And she's prone, yeah. Whoa, that is crazy powerful. Yeah. Uh, she's just rolling around laughing at the, the hilarity of the pain. Uh, um, I just want to also state that uh, my chill touch, um, it does the 1d8 necrotic damage, and she can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn. 2d8? So yeah, damage. that's what I did. I, di I did the damage, but she can't, uh, but she can't uh, regain any hit points until the beginning of my turn. Great. Okay. Um, Shay. Okay. Um... So she's laughing on the ground. Um, am I still here? Yeah, yeah, you're still here. Completely okay, incapacitated. Um, other attack. Um, advantage, because she's pr uh, prone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I mean, really, who are the bad guys here? You're beating a poor old woman to death who's lying on the floor she laughing. She did poison us. She didn't do that. Some things beneath the earth did. Mm. What did you get? What was your... Uh, roll to hit. Sorry. Are you asking for my... Yeah, what did you roll to hit? I think we lost you again. Either that or the roll is a very dramatic one. <laughs> I rolled six. A six with advantage. Uh, no, sorry. I rolled advantage six for damage. Okay, six damage. Uh, you slam the butt down on her head, trying not to kill her, just pulling your stroke a little bit. She is awake, but you can see that her, the blood is starting to leak down over her eyes. She's she's not looking good at all, and she's still curled up, trying to fight this laughter and and just failing, just rolling around on the ground. Nan, surrender. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her to surrender. Um, also, I, my my robot dog, actually takes its turn with my turn. I forgot about that last round. Um, so I'm gonna direct it to maybe try to grapple her. Uh, okay, roll a strength check, contested strength. Okay. So um, it gets a seventeen. Yeah, that's a three. Mm. Um, the dog, your dog, stands over her, trapping her between its paws on the ground as she writhes on the floor. Uh, sorry, uh, she gets to make another wisdom save because she took more damage. Thank you for reminding me, please. Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Doesn't matter if she this rolls is, like terrible. It's so funny, so hideously funny. Yes. Uh, yeah, nothing is breaking this. Okay, so yeah, me. But she Four. also gets to make another one because she took damage from uh, Connor as well. Oh, did I do that one already? I, I must have done that already. No, did that forget one already. me. Yeah, forget okay. that. Forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, Nan is gonna look at like b between Connor and Shay and say. Can one of you do something about the control panel? I don't know if one of you had a response. Uh, yeah, I I can, I guess. Kind of close to her though. I don't know, I'd be that close to her. Is that your is that your hogan? Uh, no, I was just asking. Um, and you said the the weird like cocoon thing is doing stuff. It's starting to bulge ever so slightly. Um, I will. Move forward, I have 30 feet of movement. And, what was that? Uh, <laughs> um, and I guess I will, yeah, I'm gonna try to stab into it and sort of preempt whatever is trying to come out of it. I have a, a sword, which I imagine is kind of like Shay's weapon where it's like a piece of metal that is, you know, sort of shaped in the right shape and it just happens to be sharp. Um, <laughs> How about it? Yeah. Um, that's an 18. That's gonna hit. Roll damage. Sweet. Uh, oh my god, where's my dates? None of those are a d8. Too many dice in the box. Oh! Four damage. I rolled a one. You slice into this cocoon. And it, even though the outside is quite soft, it's actually 
there seems to be quite a lot in there. There's sort of some sort of t tissue, like hard tissue there. And your sword, although it goes in, it's almost like spiderweb. It gets caught and slows down and you pull it out and it, it's made a break in the surface, but it doesn't look too damaged. Okay. Um, um, do either of my companions look like especially hurt right now or are you guys both okay? <laughs> you look hurt? That that gas did, did like half my health. Oh jeez. Yes, um, I'm okay. half gone. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, sorry. No, it's alright. Uh, odds will be I look very green around the gills coming. and now you see why I just like burned the plastic. Oh my god. Okay, so I rolled for it, so I'm gonna cast a healing word on Shay. So, oh my god. Um, so I say, the greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. Nelson Mandela. And, <laughs> um, wait. Oh, spells? Oh my god. It's hard to be a caster. Um, Shay, you're gonna regain. What is with all the ones? Four, yeah, four hit points. But it's something, I guess. Now I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm shutting up. <laughs> awesome. And with that, uh, we'll deal with how we do healing later. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, I, so, so we'll my my imagination was that like it's purely like um, it's just a mind effect, right? Like, oh, she feels like bolstered, but like later on, you're still gonna feel like crap. Um, but like for right now, you have sort of like a renewed resolve to keep going. <laughs> It's the placebo yeah, like, effect. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I guess, like, the way I understand hit points is, like, it's not just how much blood has le leaked out of your body, but also, like, a measure of, like, physical exhaustion during combat and stuff. So, like, this is just you sort of shrugging off some of the yuck. But, yeah. <laughs> the very bardic way of doing it. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, we're back round to Connor. Um, um. And before you go... Uh, you're so you're standing are you where are you in the room you're standing uh on the other side of the pod right the massive pod uh you're not on your mic's not on the pa I paddock think <laughs> i think i would have moved to have like a good clear shot at the lady but i'm like far i'm like you know at the at the end of the distance i guess for the sure. for the rain shot because like i, I don't want <laughs> creepy lady i don't want to be near her i'd rather just taser from afar well, so i'm like the... pretty near the pod but i wouldn't say like i'm like i'm definitely closer to the pod than i am to the lady the pod is in your eye line you see it starts to split like a pea pod and the top starts to split open uh and now please take your go Connor like shouts at Shay like stab the control panel or something and he like he'll take a, a couple steps back to give him some space between him and the pod and uh, blast it I guess um, <laughs> he uh, the pod so okay yeah so I'm gonna hurl some acid splash at it I'm gonna like twist my little toy i'm like trying out all the settings because i don't know what they do <laughs> and aim it um i obviously choose well um what okay so for acid splash if i okay 
yeah, so I'm just gonna do them both at the the peeling pod. Um, it says that the target must succeed on a, dis a dexterity saving throw. It just, I don't roll for it. It just says hit DC dex 15. Yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna succeed on the deck. On a <laughs> and the effect is 2d6 of acid damage if it somehow do it doesn't roll. dodge. Roll that damage. Okay. Well, that's a six for the first one and a four, so 10. Oh, you... So this is a sort of vial of acid that you're chucking, right? Or yeah, so yeah, so I have it. So it it actually like sprays out and it's hot and it goes Yes. And and like just sprays this hot boiling acid out at this <laughs> at this thing. Bumper deer uh, beetle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Connor like looks at it and he's like, this thing is cool, right? <laughs> This boiling hot spray of acid from your like surprises you with its yeah like <laughs> and it hits um this this pod this hanging pod and you can see it start biting into it and you smell this sickly burning smell and you can also you smell plants burning but you also smell flesh starting to burn. And the outside of this pod is slowly being eaten away, and you can see almost the outline of something beneath it. You can, like, almost pushing through the, the uh, sides of this pod. It's so close to being broken, um, but not quite yet. Is that your... Any, do you want to do anything else? Uh, can I... I don't think I can do anything else, can I? You can move. Oh yeah, I guess I could move. Um, no, nah, I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stay here and, yeah. Do I, I get to make? Do I? Does this woman <laughs> get to make a saving throw before she goes to for her turn? It's at the end of her turn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so savage. Yep. <laughs> uh, with a terrible spends... joke, no less. <laughs> She spends her turn writhing on the ground. Again, tears in her eyes at how funny this joke was. It was a good joke, to Thank be you. fair. Like, I, 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 I laughed. So. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. A natural four. Yes. Oh, she's just, this is killing her, literally. <laughs> um, so that's the end of her go. And Shay. All right. You, um, you haven't... So you haven't seen this, what's happening with the pod. You're facing away from it. You can't see it. Yeah, so I think Connor asked me to uh, attack the control pa panel. Is Am I standing right next to it? Yeah. Uh, can I take a look first before I <laughs> smash it? Oh, I mean... If you're trying to do a really, really quick look to try and see what you should smash, I'll say yeah. you can you could roll an investigation check with disadvantage, and that'll be your bonus action. Okay. Is eighteen. With disadvantage. Yes. Yeah. That was. I rolled a seventeen and a twelve, and I have a plus six. Nice. Crikey! <laughs> Just a quick look over it. And you can see that um, 
the panel itself has lots of different kinds of buttons, which seem to have something to do with the rest of this, um, the whole setup here. But there is, you can see around the back, a, a kind of big chunk of cabling, right? That looks like it's really what makes this whole thing go. Right, uh, I'm going to attack that um, and tell my dog to keep holding onto this old lady. <laughs> it's a nat 20. <laughs> With a mighty swing Wee. of your improvised weapon, you bring it down and you sever the cable entirely. Sparks fly. And you hear as the valves all start to open up again. And this fluid starts rushing in and actually you see the chrysalis is that you see this pod start to swell and from within you uh you all as you as you watch this start to happen do you see the shape this outline of this figure start to move almost as though it was thrashing inside this pod um and with the damage that has already been done to it it starts to swell and swell and then it bursts and it rips apart and it covers the floor and this liquid this gooey liquid starts pouring out of these pipes all over the floor there's this this sort of sticky stuff is covering everything and i'm just going to take a moment from this music (laughs) there's a beat of almost silence and you see a figure fall almost in slow motion from where it had been in the pod and fall to the floor and lie sprawled and then you hear It's all happened so fast. You can't get anything else for the moment. And then, uh, Nan, it's your go. Well, I was standing right in front of the pod. So I imagine I've gotten splashed, but also I'm right up next to whatever this is that fell out of the pod. Right. So can I see a little bit more what is going on here? you can um okay yeah we'll just say we'll say it's a free action oh okay it depends i mean do you want to take a really close look or are you just um, like oh god what's that i just kind of wanted to get it like a yeah person bug other kind of animal you know like 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 the basic outline like what's the gist of this thing i don't need you know to count the hairs on its eyebrows or something um it looks like a person okay um i am gonna the flavor is I'm um, putting my foot on top of them to sort of like hold them down because I don't know if they're like, you know, awake and functional or whatever. Basically just trying to keep things under control to figure out what's going on. But if you need me to do like a grapple, if they're fighting back, that's fine. They are not fighting back. Okay. You I'm put just... your foot on this body. Connor, at this, yeah, we're going to stay in initiative. Uh, Connor, it's your go. Um, I guess he looks over and sees that the thing isn't fighting and that Nan has their foot 
on it. And it, I guess he's just going to focus back at the old lady. <laughs> and he'll do the chill touch again. It is 16. That will hit. Okay. And then 2d8. This one's the eighth one. I'll pick up the right die this time. Uh, a nine. No. Is that the right die? Oh, this is a 10. Whoops. Sorry. What is the eight? Oh, the diamond one is the eight. I've never used this one before. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, well, I got a one. A good thing I get to roll two of them. And a three. Well, four points of damage. <laughs> that will do it. And you f- send out this these bubbles of liquid nitrogen, this spray in front of you, and the liquid that's been creeping along the floor, slowly rising, freezes around the body of this woman. And she f- freezes up in a rictus expression of pain and laughter, staring one hand reaching out towards this body on the floor. So we're going to drop out of initiative now. We're also, we haven't got a huge amount of time left. And I'm aware of that. So (laughs) we're going to round up here, I think. But what, where are we going to leave it? You three standing in this chamber, slowly filling with this sort of sticky goop. You all look to the center of the room. Where Nan, your foot is pressing down on a body, a body of shining beauty. It's not a man, it's not a woman. They have radiant black skin, hair of a thousand shifting metallic colors, strong, long limbs, and around them, in the liquid, slowly unfurl translucent dragonfly wings and that's where we'll leave it found experiment 98 dash whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) yes delightfully creepy (laughs) dear god thank god it's over (laughs) when do we get part two oh my god oh Oh, that was fun yeah loved that Oh, Playing God, a spellcaster we... is so much fun. Hey, look at that. And you were worried. <laughs> I was so worried. I sucked at it at first. I got there, though. No, you did great. <laughs> um, let's do, like, if we've got time, yeah. let's do, like, five, ten minutes and just chat about some of the science. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to start? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Well, did you, was there anything that jumped out at you guys? You're like, that's science. The Hox genes. Yes. Because yeah. Hox genes are development genes, right? Yeah. I'm not a geneticist. I, whew, that genetics class was like 12 <laughs> years ago. Uh, but from what I remember, like, uh, Hox genes do a lot of different developmental and, like, integral uh, developmental things in many different organisms. But a lot of times they're manipulated in insects. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the... Yeah, it, it, it's what determines, like the top and bottom and head and butt of mm-hmm. an embryo and yeah it's that's what's manipulated in insects that changes like all of the things that are just modified legs back into legs right so that's how you get like mm-hmm. a fruit fly with a leg where an antenna should be or whatever right is through this gene yeah 
I mean, it, that's my understanding of it. But like, also, it sort of it switches around where different body parts go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eye spots, I think, are also controlled by Hawks genes. Oh, that's there's cool. like Distalis and Hawks are a couple of the ones that they were investigating. Um, because it was really interesting because you could take an eye spot like where the development is going to be and like cut it out of the insect and move it somewhere else, and an eye spot will grow in that new spot. Neat. So did this humanoid of of glittering beauty have eye spots on their wings? <laughs> Uh, no, you said they if, had dragonfly wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Sorry, there were so many butterflies. If only you had not killed it. Oops. I mean, I just, like, you could have let you could have let that come into the RP Geeks campaign. It was very close. I mean. It was <laughs> so very, very close. Monsters you had a panicky 13-year-old. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't know. Monsters coming out of pods is not, not good news, I don't think. <laughs> so you, you thought it was like, a monster? I feel like that's, like... A lot of people's first like go-to, I think. think yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's pretty, like on the outside. Like twisted scientists in fiction do twisted things, right? So, yeah, I guess my first assumption would be that it would be, you know, the next set of the like the next part of combat, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> interesting. Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, Connor so- doesn't like bugs at all, so. <laughs> So the other word that stood out along with hawks was broad. Is that another gene? Mm-hmm. It is another gene. So I was looking into like what genes were appropriate, right, for this. Mm-hmm. And hawks, from my very limited understanding, does like shifting around of where different body parts go, right? But it doesn't actually do the formation of those body parts. And mm-hmm. I was surprised by that because I just always, I'm not a geneticist, I just always assumed that like hawks did everything, um, but they don't. And so uh, this broad, uh, it's, I think it's a I think it's a group of genes. Maybe I'm wrong about that, or like a kind of central sort of fulcrum for them, like regulatory zone or something like that. Maybe not that. Scratch that. But um, essentially, it, that does the actual sort of formation of the shapes of limbs. I think in in insects. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think I got that right. But yeah, I mean, but you also you guys were okay. Actually, no. Here's something I do want to ask, right? And this is why I asked there to be bugs. This is for yeah. you guys to be bug specialists, right? Um. So my thinking was that the tube, right? You know, the tank. Mm-hmm. Do, did you guys, do you guys want to like have a guess of what you think was going on there? Or should I just jump in? What you mean? Like why it was there? Or like how it, like why it was important? Like what was happening in the, in the massive tank? Oh. Hmm. With all the pipes and the liquid yeah. that we went through? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. um, Getting every other word, so I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry Johanna. <laughs> um, so I'm. Let me just say, what yeah. do you guys have any ideas about what's happening in the tank with all the pipes? Okay. So I know that this is a thing that happens in like plant secondary chemical compounds, but I don't know if it's a thing that is developed or has been developed for like pesticides. And Nancy, I don't know if you would know, but like there are plant secondary chemical compounds that are like plant generated like pesticide for insects that affects insect like growth hormones. So, like, if that kind of pesticide-type thing was in the tank, then you you could have, like, like the crazy lady could have, like, modified the insect growth hormone to, like, use in this whole developmental yeah. experiment. That's thing. awesome. Right. shut off when yeah. she worked on the panel. Like, it could have been, like, a juvenile hormone. Mm-hmm. That once it was gone, they started to emerge. Yeah. Are there hormones which trigger um, crystallists, like, breaking and, and emergence? Yes. That's Nancy, badass. you're muted again. 
So, so juvenile <laughs> juvenile hormone keeps the insect in its juvenile like state. Yeah. So when you have a lowering of juvenile hormone and a high level of ichthyosone, which is the other hormone that triggers the molting, when you have that imbalance, that's what triggers the insect to go into the next stage. That's huge. Oh, yeah. it could totally have been that. I'm sure that was part of it. So so I had a so basically uh, the mystery of the severa city snatcher right like why do you need all these body parts so my thinking was that those pipes are like a caterpillar like a massive caterpillar right oh. and the bodies are fed into the top where the caterpillar's mouth is right and then they get digested into essentially liquid you know cells and body parts and everything's liquidized and then fed down there to where it gets turned into whatever you need to make it so but i was wondering like, because am I am I right in thinking that a caterpillar, when it goes into its um, larval metamorphosis state, it, it liquefies itself? Yes. Yes I and yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, hold, I have like so many thoughts. One <laughs> is one carnivorous caterpillar, so that's awesome. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> um, two, uh, yeah. So the insect, for the most part, gets kind of liquefied and souped, but there are these important tissues called imaginal discs that stay. Those tissues are going to develop the in, the adult insect's eyes or legs or wings, etc. And then there's also some evidence that the nervous system stays intact because you can train caterpillars to like smell and react to certain smells when they're a caterpillar and then they react the same when they're adults. Yeah. So there's some evidence that the that the nervous system stays intact and then the breathing tubes also stay relatively intact they just go under a huge change because now you, you have a caterpillar that's like doesn't need a lot of oxygen because it's just sitting on like and eating leaves and then it changes to be a lot more robust because now it has to have a lot more oxygen because it's flying similarly the gut gets smaller in the adult insect because the adult insect is drinking nectar instead of like heavy bulky leaves so you have some liquidy goopiness happening, but a lot of just reconstruction of the major parts, and some of them don't change that much. I, <laughs> I guess that's why some of the pipes were really big to take all the all <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the pipes. So I have to ask though, because you said like, so if you're imagining that the pipes were like digesting the people, like why were there parts of people left behind? Like, why not just Maybe put the whole were... person in the pipe? She's they were sloppy. No good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also, she's, I mean, she's used to working in the dark. She's not going to be the person who's actually harvesting these things, right? Right, yeah. So, mm. um, I think we've got to stop, like, there's only 15 minutes to the next one. Um, uh, no, there's a... Unless you, unless you... There's a 15-minute break between the two, so we have until a uh, quarter after. Yeah. Mm. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the... Well, now that we said that, I've got actually, I've got nothing. Um. <laughs> I uh. I modeled uh, Connor's acid spray off the bombardier beetle, which blasts benzoquinones, which is a type of acid, out of its butt at the temperature of boiling water, uh, and it does that through. It actually maintains the benzoquinones in a stable form in the hydroquinones and then also with hydrogen peroxide. And then as it's pushed through the reservoir and into the catalyst chamber, there's an enzyme that cleaves it and then makes it the benzyl peroxide, which is this explosive reaction. And it shoots out of its butt like a machine gun at like 500 pulses per second or something ridiculous. And 
yeah, so I, I modeled his acid spray off of the bombardier beetle butt. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk a little bit about where your guys, like, powers, as it were, came from? Like, how you modded your character into being, like, science explicable? Yeah. I feel like Nancy and I have been talking a lot, Joanna. Do you want to explain Shay's abilities? I just missed uh, almost all of that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that you... was how the abilities are explained. Oh, okay. Well, to be honest, I took a very easy route <laughs> in explaining a lot of this in that since she's an artificer, she's using a lot of different technology. Uh, some things that didn't show up were uh, spells that would do um, things. Say that, that again. Would... Sorry? Say it again. Oh, no. So a lot of. Uh, Shay's abilities, uh, including maybe like fireworks and pyrotechnics. Nice. That, that would have been awesome to see. How did you, um, like you used your, your um, mechanical defender, your dog, a little bit, but like, was it just um, like verbal commands and there's like an AI that receives the responses or like how was the communication between you and, and that like working? It's definitely a verbal, um, it is supposed to understand speech. <laughs> so it would have been an AI that would listen under. Uh, I kind of imagined it as robot dogs, <laughs> but I don't think those are that advanced. <laughs> like one of the Boston AI kind of like nightmare mm. dogs. <laughs> Somewhat. You kick it over and it'll come back. <laughs> Just slowly and creepily. Yikes. Yeah, uh, Nancy, like, your Connor? What, where, did, where was the source of his, from being rich, that was the source of his power. <laughs> You're muted again. You're still on mute. I mean, so beautifully, beautifully muted. You're still muted. I mean, just so, oh. so gloriously muted. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just rich. Um, kind of like Iron Man and Batman have powers. Like they, they don't, they just have money and then they can buy cool things. Right. So, um, yeah, I thought it'd be really funny for like, instead of these spells, like literally just have this like arm thing that he didn't even like this arm kind of like blaster that he didn't even use before he came into this. Like he was like, Oh, I'm going on this mission. Like I need to like, you know, equip myself. And I just like rocked up to the, like, I don't know, the near store. It was like, Oh, that's the most expensive one. That looks awesome. And like bought it, you know, <laughs> like a brand he recognizes of destructive wristwatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically I just had him like how come from incredible familial wealth and be un insufferable in all aspects <laughs> but he also had this awesome like other backstory which you oh, sort of yeah. hinted at yeah so i was gonna have some of that but i didn't end up using um using kind of those so i use those as like the cantrip so i'd imagine like oh he has like this thing that can just keep blasting stuff um but for some of the spells like i definitely uh, he was going to get his powers from the um from like he's on this like internet forum and like his 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 deity is the forum mod so like basically q would have been is his is his patron deity so when he got into like certain spells like he would have had 
um, like the powers, but more like the knowledge. I was going to have it like more hacking based. Like I gave him the vampiric touch. So the idea is like, oh, he would like hack into the bio code or um, like if it was a cyborg hack into the code and like take some of that life force. And then it was because like, you know, he's on this forum and <laughs> he got he got his powers through basically Q <laughs> and all his knowledge from Q. There is like a so there is a thing that I've been thinking about with this whole world, right? Which is this far in the future, like how how realistic is it to think that basically everybody has some form of kind of monitoring like built into them, like electronic monitoring. Like you're always connected to the internet through your brain essentially. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if you could have like a USB port in your brain, you just like stick a hard drive in there and <laughs> load <'Cause>... memories. <laughs> Because, like, I always wonder about the kind of this, how scientifically possible that is, right? I mean, just from a, because that's a kind of it's a, like a massive sci-fi trope, right? That you can like, yeah, hey, uh, now I've hacked your brain with this amazing new kind of whatever, like, because, like, so my background is in neuroscience, and I think like the the massive because that's what they're trying to do with um. Uh, it's what Elon Musk is trying to do, right? In his basement mm -hmm. with a load of like neuroscientists he's just kidnapped. Um, and their whole problem is that, but like, they've got lots of problems, right? But one of them is that you can't put electrodes into brain matter because it just breaks all that, that up. Like, and and so they're, they're sort of trying with these kind of really like, sort of really flexible wires. But yeah, this is a bit of a tangent, but I do wonder like, whether you could ever reach a stage where you are using metal components to interact with that sort of biological tissue. I don't know. I feel like it would be like asking an ancient Egyptian if they could imagine Wi-Fi, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's probably, it's probably so far in the future that the solution to that problem isn't something that we can think of currently. I with think what we have. That's kind of um, what Eric was saying in the chat, because Eric also does brain things. Um, so he's saying that um, brain chips are probably a pretty long ways off still, because every brain is different. So like when you go in, you don't know what neurons you're going to hit at any one moment. So currently it's luck of the draw. But yeah, Ali's world or universe for the game is so very far in the future that like maybe at that point it has been figured out. But I... But I also wonder, like, because, yeah, you're far in the future, but it's still expensive, that stuff, right? Sure. Like, you don't just get given it at birth. Yeah. Like, so maybe, Connor, you've got it. But <laughs> yeah. Then you probably do have it, right? Like, like fit yeah. it, essentially, for you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> right, right. I think I'm going to call it there because we could go on. Let's, mm -hmm. let's not. Let's stop right here. <laughs> um, Thank you guys so much. You were this was so fun. So Thank good. you. Such an epic party. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. That was so much fun, Ellie. That was a super cool mystery to solve. Thank you for that. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, you solved so nothing. You just destroyed something beautiful. Hey, that was you it. Know what? <laughs> we found the <laughs> nest where the problem was originating. Um, but yeah, uh, Johanna, do you want to sort of retell people who you are and where they can find you? Yeah, um, absolutely. Hopefully my internet stays through this whole thing. Um, I'm Johanna. I'm a master's student at Ohio State. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johanna Schwartz. Schwartz. So it might be oh, a little... no. 
Oh no. Oh, no. Say it again. Say it again. Say the uh, Twitter. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm at Johanna Schwartz on Twitter. Uh, spelled the same way, except Schwartz is missing the A. Uh, and Allie? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't really use Twitter. I mean, I sort of like, <laughs> I'm just real bad at it. Um, but, so, basically, like, if you liked this game, come and hang out on a, on a Wednesday at 7pm British time. Whatever time that is in the US. I don't know, or Ecuador. Um, <laughs> like, 7pm UK time Brits for, for more of this kind of style. And yeah, it would be awesome. And I, I just, yeah, let me say again, like I really enjoyed just being able to like play with you guys. Cause I mean, it's so brilliant. You've got such great energy. Um, and yeah, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm saying it anyway. Um, I've, we're gonna have like one of you on in our campaign. So yeah, come for that, <laughs> if nothing else. And if 7 p.m. UK time is just horrifying and you don't want to be awake for it, they also release it as a podcast, which is how I've been listening to their show, and it's delightful. So <laughs> go check out RP Geeks somehow. Um, yeah, but thank you all for hanging out with us for this second one shot. Um, thank you. I'm going to go wash this paint off my face and host a different Zoom call, and we'll be back. Uh, in approximately 15 minutes with the third one shot of the day. So we'll see you real soon. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.